is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yankees Center Podcast. Here we are. Postseason, baby. It is time. Yankees are in it. We're facing the Indians tonight at 7. Um, all right. How you feeling, Tom? I'm well. I'm well. This is this is this is it, man. This is 60, it. Sixty games went by quick. It, it really did. Crazy. Honestly, in my opinion, I can't believe we got through the season. I can't believe can't believe we're here. I'm so excited. I mean, there's eight baseball games tomorrow because of the yeah. expanded. <laughs> That's the one benefit of the one benefit. Uh-huh. It's like, whoa, you're gonna have like you're gonna have days where there's a bunch of games on. I'm literally gonna watch games the entire day tomorrow. I am actually really excited for it. I might have to help a friend move in, but you better because uh, <laughs> but you better believe I'm gonna be uh, flipping the TV on. Oh. But oh my god, eight games tomorrow. I'm just I'm so happy. I'm so excited the fifth seed by the skin of our teeth you know Aaron Boone talked about turning the uh, switch on it's, th- it's time time to turn the switch on yeah come on flip it flip exactly it. they've been talking this for a while now they've been putting that narrative into all the fans it's all about just getting healthy and flipping that switch well you know what that f- switch has been going on and off throughout the entire year and you've seen a lot of different baseball we're gonna need we're gonna need a switch on for the whole month yeah, you got to like put some yeah. tape over it and make sure it stays up because <laughs> <laughs> it's true though because you know we've been watching the Yankees all year and you've been seeing a team that looks like a championship caliber ball club but you've also been seeing the bad news bears out there. I mean, yep. the amount of variety I've got I've got I've got such a joke. I've got such a joke, but I can't say it. I can't I don't think I can say it on the airwaves. You know what? You can tell me off the air later. Oh my god. <laughs> it's you know what? Fine, I'm gonna say because I'm in such a good mood. He's saying it's like it's like a uh, it's like a fifty uh, year old man with erectile dysfunction that needs Viagra <laughs> just to keep it up. Oh, Tom, the kids. Yep. Mm. Sorry, that's kid. what the, that's what the Yankee season has been. A lot of injuries, like a uh, middle aged man as well. Uh, yeah, I do. Certainly not been ideal, but you know what? We're pretty much healthy going into the postseason, and despite a lot of worries coming from Yankees fans, even including myself, uh, I'm fairly optimistic heading into the game today. Um, I had a lot of ups and downs heading into this. Um, part of me was very negative, 
I, w- I was thinking there's no way we're going to win. But now I'm more on the, you know what? Why can't we win? We have Garrett Cole on the mound. The lineup is in perfect shape. The bullpen, despite having its issues, is more than capable of being great. Not just good, great. So why can't we? Exactly. Especially in a short series. All we need to do, right, is squeeze one out of these next two games. Squeeze one. Get get at least one, obviously. Don't want to go home. Don't want to get swept, technically. Uh, wow, a two-game sweep. Ouch. Uh, just, I mean... This is what you. This is what we paid Cole for. This is here. We're here. Hey, buddy, buddy. This is your shot. You're facing one of the worst lineups in baseball statistically. Yep. The, Indians, the Indians are. Lindor did not have a good year. Car, Carlos Santana didn't have a good year. The only major threat is Jose Ramirez in that offense right now. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, you have to you have to be honest. You have to keep uh, Lindor honest. We all know what Lindor could do. Let's let's not let's not underestimate this guy that's been arguably the best shortstop in baseball for a long time now. But their outfield leaves a lot to be desired offensively, and uh, yeah, just Cole, come on, man, come on. <laughs> No, you are absolutely right. Um, the Indians certainly have their fair share of offensive issues. I mean, just looking at the numbers, they have a 234 team average, which ranks actually 228, which ranks 23rd in all baseball. They have a 689 OPS, which is certainly in the lower ranks, not good at all. Oof. And that's a comparison to the Yankees, who have a... I, I think they're seven, like 794, something yeah, like that. They have a 789 OPS as a team, and they have a 247 batting average. That's middle of the pack, but the OPS is pretty good among all the teams. Um, we get on base. And, you know, the Yankees have a very all-or-nothing offense, and that's part of the reason why they're not really at the top like they have been in previous years. And that's just the way it's been this year. They've either been getting no runs or you're getting 10 runs. It has been yeah. not much of an in-between, which is certainly concerning going into a series against a dominant rotation of strikeout guys. But you know what? It just takes – I think if we just really get to their pitching one game even, that changes the momentum so much in the series because this Yankees team is very deadly when they're they're alive. And – if I'm the Yankees, you're going to make a very serious – well, you're going to do this regardless, but you've got to really try to get the Bieber tonight. You don't need to knock him, knock him out even. you just got to try to get scratch a couple runs and get him out by maybe the sixth, worst-case seventh inning, with, hopefully six, because you got to have a shot against that bullpen. That's what you're hoping for. Absolutely, my friend. I mean – Beaver, we we can't we can't we can't talk shit about Beaver. This no, dude, there's nothing. This there's dude, not much you can talk. This dude did not have one bad start. Not even one. He like the most runs he gave up was three. I mean, come on. I mean, we we're in for a fight here. Now, what I will say, as Joan Cohn believes in uh, do here, maybe Beaver's due for a bad one. That would be nice. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I certainly would not be complaining. And um, I mean, the one thing I pointed out to you earlier about Bieber, and this is with a lot of dominant pitchers, he he will give up hard contact when you make contact. That's the thing with him. It's like Garrett Cole, very similar. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when he gives up contact, it's going to be loud. And the Yankees have to be smart and take advantage of that because they're not going to get many of those opportunities. That's why his numbers are so good. I mean, yeah, he gives up hard contact. But what does it matter when... No one's really making contact because this dude is striking out guys at an incredible rate that you couldn't even imagine. But 
his um fastball velocity is actually lower than you would think. It's middle, not not even middle of the pack. It's 46 percentile among all pitchers in baseball. So it's mm-hmm. really about the deceptiveness and the movement on his pitches you're going to be worrying about. But Tunneling. the Yankees could just, you know, for the guys that have had trouble hitting fastballs this year, it might be a little good to know for them. They can at least catch up to his pitches. It's a matter of figuring out the movement and deception more than anything. The I feel like the the way to get to someone like Bieber is kind of the same way you can get to someone like Cole, where you just have to sit on something. But yeah. you but really with Bieber, he's the best pitch tunneler in baseball. That's why his stuff is so deceptive. Everything looks like the same it's pitch. It's yeah. Not. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So really what you have to do is you have to just kind of pick one out, pick a pitch out and just just go for it. Just see see if you can see if you can uh, connect. I mean, uh, the hard hit rate stuff, you know, if you connect with it, that ball is going to go. So, and we've got a bunch of guys who 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 are known for their power and you know, I think we could run into a few Absolutely. I mean, you really would be crazy to say otherwise. The Yankees offense obviously has its issues, but they have so much upside, too. Um, going to this game, you know, you have DJ LeMayu who just clinched the batting title. You got the home run leader of all baseball, Luke Voigt. You have Aaron mm-hmm. Judge back in the lineup who, despite not necessarily being hot going into the postseason, has a track record of dominating. He's Aaron Judge. There. He's Aaron Judge. Once he gets there, he steps up. Giancarlo Stanton, of course, has his issues as well. But, I mean, we've seen the upside with him, and he can obviously be a dominating figure at the plate. And beyond him, you just keep going through the names. You have a lot of names, a lot of guys with reputations, a lot of guys with a track record of doing damage. They just have to do it. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. I'm just I'm – so, I'm, so, I'm so excited. I think this is a pretty decent matchup for the Yankees. Obviously, this is going to be an absolute dogfight. Oh, uh, but – but hey, hey, we beat them once. Hopefully, we can beat them again. Uh, you know, there are certain things about this team that concern me for sure, defensively mostly. But you know, I'm sure that the Indians have their own fair share of concerns. They've run into the most outs on the bases in baseball. They have, I, they I they're they're a bottom tier offense. There, I I don't know much about their bullpen. I know they have. Uh, they I used guess, to. Have- they, they've, I'm not sure about now. they've got Brad Hand, who led the league in saves this year, yes, and and they've got another guy, Karen Shack, who I I can't pronounce his name, but he is he is something else. But uh, you know, we're gonna it's gonna be a struggle to score runs, and you know we gotta you know the big guys have to step up. You know, we lost, we didn't lose in 2017 and 28 and because 2017 mostly in 2019 because of the pitching really. We, we Our guys didn't hit, our guys got hurt, and it can't happen again, or else we're going to go home. Yeah, you're definitely right. You really cannot let that happen. And if you're the Yankees, you've got to really figure out what these pitches are all about. And you need to make sure your pitchers step up in particular, because obviously in years past, the Yankees have been – and the big reason why they've always been eliminated in recent years is, A, they're starting pitching, and, B, offensive inconsistencies. Those are the two things that have plagued them – during this um recent run as a team you know i think that if you're going to be the yankees you got to make sure that you step up keep it going eliminate as many strikeouts strikeouts as you can if you're a pitcher you just have to go out there and shove man you cannot let 
the bullpen have to take a bunch of innings because there's no off days. That's such an it. That's a big thing the Yankees Dude, have to consider. There's that's no off huge. Days. That's a huge, like, huge, huge thing. Th- that is so huge, and that makes the Garrett Cole acquisition in the off season look even bigger because you need guys that are going to give length, and that's something Garrett Cole has been known to do his entire career. Beyond him, you have, of course, um, Tanaka, who gives great length. And even half is so far late in the season, at least, he was given some decent length. And mm-hmm. if we go to Garcia, I mean, he's been he, – he's had his issues. But he's been able to give length more than anyone, really, actually, which is crazy. So yeah, I believe, hope I that believe. they continue that. Oh. The the best blueprint to winning is spe- specifically today. The best blueprint is to have Cole go like seven and then go to Britt and Chapman. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that's that's really what you want. I mean, hey, if Cole wants to give give all nine and just throw a shutout, I would yeah, be okay. I'll take with, it. I would I would be okay with that. Just you know, I'm just I I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're just. We know what kind of team we're up against. We know what team we are. And it, I feel like this this is a really good matchup just in for both for kind of both sides. I mean, I'm sure the Indians are confident about their pitchers. I'm confident about Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt and Giancarlo Stanton and even Aaron Hicks, who's huge at getting on base. You know, he's going to be huge in the series, you know? Aaron Hicks, um, you know, I've been going over this in my head for a while now, how they're going to do the lineup, because they were playing um, Stanton and Judge back-to-back in the lineup for a while for some reason. I never thought – I don't like that at all, honestly. And um, I didn't think they would do that because they've always been um, splitting up those two in the lineups since they got Stanton. So um, I don't think they're necessarily going to run with that going into the postseason, although they could. My guess is maybe just to get them more at-bats. Um, I'm not really sure. But if I were them, I'd probably um, end up putting – I'd even I consider putting Hicks fifth, maybe. That's probably what I'd end up doing. I'm not sure. I I consider third, but I will say his at bats have looked better at the end of the season than they have all season. His last Absolutely. two Absolutely. They, they've looked really good. I mean, he's not. It doesn't look like his swings are weak like they did earlier in the season because he his swings just look so lifeless and you were just hoping he was gonna walk and you know what? If you're the Yankees, you're still did gonna that take a lot. Walk. <laughs> If he walks a lot, you know, you're happy because you need to work these pitchers. But um, Aaron Hicks is definitely a guy that I'm somewhat optimistic on going into this game. And as for the others, um, again, we're going to have to wait and see. ton of offensive inconsistencies, and I'm really interested to see how they put that lineup together because we know um, Higgy's starting um, catching Cole, as we expected, so that's going to be an interesting thing. Is, is he going to do anything productive? You can't count on it, but it'd be nice just to get at least some good at-bats from him, if anything. He is a dark horse run into one candidate. I he was is, he, he's a dark horse because he just, you know, Higgy just goes up there. You know, nobody expects him to do much. So he's like, yeah. so he's got that thing where he's like, fuck it, I'm just swinging. So if Beaver just leaves one, if Beaver decides to throw like a get me over fastball, Higgy might, <laughs> he might try to take advantage. No, you're right, because, you know, people give Higgy a lot of shit sometimes, but keep it real, this dude has a lot of raw power. and even He does. He does. Like, He's got sneaky pop, man. I mean, minor league numbers are obviously, you got to keep this in mind with minor league numbers, actually. If anything, you always hit less home runs in the minors than you do when you get to the majors. 
Absolutely. Higgy was, yeah, that, that was, that's the case with almost every player I've seen on the Yankees. Mike Trout, Francisco Lindor, Glaber exactly. Torres, and yada, even yada, yada, yada. Sanchez, for example, he was like a 20 home run guy in the minors. So was Josh. So was Higgy. Higgy You're... was around 20. Yeah. Like, the guy has some pop for sure. There's no denying it. If he can just, I'm telling you, there is definitely a chance he can be a productive bat. And that's going to get interesting when you look at that dynamic because they have three catchers right now on the roster. While I don't expect Kras to necessarily get much, if any, playing time, uh, in the case of Sanchez, that's a guy you were at least expecting for a while to start all your games. But now, if he has a good game one, does he start game two? I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to be so something to talk about. So many questions. <laughs> if there oh, really are. It's nuts. So many. I mean, I... I... This the the Higgy thing is quite something. We are definitely gonna have to get into that. Uh, I mean, I I you know I like I like Higgy. I like Higgy. Uh, Gary Gary, I still like you. Uh, but yeah, if he, I mean, can you imagine if Higgy goes like two for four with like a double or something? I mean, <laughs> the whole world might light on fire. It would be absolutely insane, man. I I, I would I would love to see nothing else but that, man. Higgy go off. It would be it would be Shit, such a we fun need time. we need all the catcher production we can get, man. No, I mean it'd be great. I I really would have so much fun with that. But um, you know, going beyond that though, um, you go through the rest of the lineup. You look at guys like Gio Urshela, Gleyber Torres. Those are mm-hmm. guys, if anything, I'm going to be looking at as under the radar guys. That if if they step up, I suddenly feel really optimistic because Flavor Torres, of course, had his issues this year in general as a defender and also as an offensive player. He is, he did not have the year you were hoping for. Could that be a byproduct of this crazy season? Who knows? But I lost hair you. because of Glaber Torres this year. I I feel it's definitely I love I love Glaber. I we love all Glaber. Do. You know, I've got three. I've got currently. I've got three Yankee. Uh, you know those navy blue shirts that they sell with the names yeah, yeah. on the back and the. You know, we all know what they are. I've got three of them. One Judge, two Cole. Who's number three? Glaber. I love me some Glaber, but my God, bro, come on. Like, this is. I'm gonna. I gotta go on a little Glaber rant, okay? Glaber. Glaber, Glaber, my God, my God, you are too talented to be this bad of a shortstop. Too talented, way too talented. This, you know, he made this play on Sunday, I believe, where where he, he goes in the hole, makes a sliding stop. Yeah, strong throw. This is the kind of talent that he has. And it's like, but like you hit a routine grounder to him and he's like Eduardo Nunez, Chase Headley reincarnated. What the hell, man? Dude. I get that he's 23. He's young. He's learning. He's learning uh, how to play shortstop again, apparently. But my God, if you can't make a routine play on a, on a ground ball, then you are so screwed. We got on Andujar. You know, not many people got on Glaber for his defense over over the past few years. We always get on Andujar, but my God, Glaber is pushing it. Glaber has pushed the limit. I don't care I, that he's 23. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. No, I agree. You're no, a veteran now. You're a veteran. The defense absolutely does need to be better with Glaber. There's no excuses at this point, but um, I think it's the reason why— It's going to kill us. More... It's going no, it, it, it to could. kill us. 
my spin on this would be, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. But just going into the postseason, I have a feeling the it's a, just a different atmosphere as a whole. I think the Yankees are going to have a very laser sharp focus as a whole. I expect a lot cleaner baseball. I do. I, I'm not saying mm. oh they're magically going to get hot as a team offensively or they're going to pitch better just because it's the postseason. No. Although in some cases that could be true, but I think it would be nice. Oh, it would be, but I think in particular, the defense is what we're definitely going to see improve because I think they know they cannot let shit like that happen on this national stage as they try to win a World Series. They know that. They're not dumb. They know that's the case, and I don't think they're going to let that happen. Could a couple errors over the course of a whole playoff run happen? Yes, because it's baseball. Errors happen, but my God, mental, I mean, those kind of like mental errors, those lack of focus errors, that can't happen. Baseball is a sport where shit could happen, but mental mistakes in any sport is simply unexcusable. That's the reality, especially in this kind of scenario where you're in the postseason. You just can't let it happen. And in the case of Glaber, it's pretty much all mental. I mean, there's rarely a physical error that I've... Well, on occasion, you'll see a couple, but those aren't the ones I get too mad about, unless it's like a really stupid one. It's the mental shit that pisses you off. It's like, dude, come on, man. It's, 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 you're the shortstop of the Yankees. I know Derek Jeter didn't have range here, but I mean, every ball that was, that he was able to get to, it seemed that he always made the play. I mean, with Glaber, it's like, this dude has decent enough range to get the job done. He's got, he's got, he, everything about him is motions. It looks smooth. It looks, you know, when you look at Anduard play defense, nothing looks natural to him. When you watch Glaber play defense, he's smooth, he's slick, he's got good good actions, all that. He's got a strong arm, and it's just like you hit a routine grounder to him, and he's throwing it in the stands like 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 he just loses it, and it's like, bro, bro, you are so much better than this. Everyone knows the kind of talent as a two way player that Glaber can have. That's why he was a top prospect. All right, and uh, so I'm gonna finish up my. Gla- I'm gonna finish it up. I'm gonna finish this Glaber conversation up. All I can say is, if you make all the plays, if you make all the plays in the field in, during this playoff run, and you hit, all will be forgiven, and then we can focus on 2021 to getting you right at shortstop. Yeah, I disagree with nothing there. Um, I'll wrap up my take on Glaber. I would just say that um, for me personally. I never liked the idea of him playing short. I accepted it because we have DJ LeMay. And you know what? Under those circumstances, fine. I have zero complaints because Glaber should be able to be an average defender at shortstop. And DJ LeMay is one of the best offensive talents in all of baseball. So you know what? Yeah, he's certainly worth the trouble of moving Glaber back to shortstop. But if those kind, if that kind of defense continues in the postseason – then you have to really figure something out going into next year, whether that means moving Glaber off a shortstop and figuring something else out, or if it means going heavy to work on him and making sure he is at hey, least... Hey, we, we might need a catcher. We, we might need a catcher. That's another discussion we'll get into, but not today, though. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our off-season I'm part of the move Glaber <laughs> to catcher. Like I said, our fr- our... One of our first episodes with Brian Hoke, I made a joke about moving Clint to first base because there's no spot for him. And hey, I'm just here for the exotic uh, position moves. Hey, let's I mean, uh, it, let's it, move it our shortstop to catcher. 
it would be pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god! But yeah, we're. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm. Not, I'm done with the Glaber point. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, gonna... We're rooting for you, bro. We love you. We still. We're not giving up on you. I'm not even Fourth giving. I'm, I'm not even giving up on him as a shortstop. I'm just saying you um, have to be better next year. No, absolutely. He, there's no reason not to say that he should be better next year. I mean, he's top talent. But anyway, look at um, what Clint did. Look yeah. at what Clint did. <laughs> look at what Clint did. That's that's gonna be like just the barometer. Hey, this guy's bad at defense. Well, look at what Clint did. <laughs> no, you're right. If you have the tools, like he Clint has the did, tools. that's that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. He that's has the tough. tools. That's what that's why I like about Glaber. He's got the tools, and uh, so yeah, we're we're done with that conversation. I am re- <laughs> I'm ready to move on I'm from Glaber. I'm ready for some questions. Unless you have something else you want to talk about right now. Hmm. You know, the one thing that I'm surprised I didn't get asked about. Wait, actually, yeah. I did. I actually, I did. I did. I did. Uh, okay. Max, Max, Max asked about it. That's so, exa- I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Uh, I, I'm dumb sometimes. Don't forgive me. All right. All right. Let's. Yeah. Let's get into the questions. Let's All do right. it. All right. Um, I can start it off, I guess. Uh. This is from our bud, Max Greenfield. We had him on the show a while ago, if you, if you remember. Really awesome dude. And he asked, for the Yankees, what's the role of Brett Gardner? And in general, can anyone stop the Dodgers in the NL? And my answer to this question is, for at least the Gardner part I'll start with, it is all about matchups, I think. It's, it's all circumstantial. When it comes to this first game, I ex- I'm going to be honest. I expect Gardner to start. And it's it sucks. I, I feel so bad for Clint Frazier because – he has busted his ass off this year. He's had an amazing year. But the reality is Gardner knows left field in Cleveland better than he does. He is mm-hmm. he, he plays left field better in general. Not, not I have a story. Oh, I have, man. I have a story about why. I'm the number one Clint fan. I have a story about why I would start Gardner in left field today. Yeah, go for it. All right. You probably don't remember this. But I do, because I'm just a sicko for baseball. Okay. okay. <laughs> so a few days after the Sonny Gray trade, right? Man. After 2017, Roldis Chapman in the game, right? Jose Ramirez hits a bomb to the left field wall. The game on the line. It probably would have, I believe it would have tied the game or won the game. Brett Gardner plays the wall perfectly, jumps up. Makes the catch. I remember win. this actually. I and do. I that, do. That yes. is all you need to know. Well, I just can't. I can't risk it with the big left field wall today. Not today because every run is going to be so amplified because of Bieber. Now, let's say they bring in Oliver Perez, right? They've got a lefty, Oliver Perez. He's been in the league forever. Boom, Clint's in. Clint's in for Gardy. All right. Yeah. You bring in Clint. You also have Talkman on the roster, and then boom, you put in uh, you put in Talkman to play defense in left field. So now you're getting Clint's bat in there, and you're getting good defense as well to replace Gardner. Exactly. That's my point. It's all about matchups. So mm-hmm. in the, again, with the case of Gardner, he will start today, and I think because the Yan- Yankees are facing all right-handed starters in the series. So, but obviously that doesn't shouldn't matter really. But um, we know how the Yankees are sometimes they like to play that game. But um. I would base it, at least for tomorrow's game, it, base it on how Gardner does today. Like, if he hits a home run, okay. You know what? If you're going to start him tomorrow, 
I'm not going to get too. Far. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue. If he has a big offensive day, I'm not going to complain. But if he gets no hits today, then just start Clint tomorrow and see what he can bring to the table. Because we all know he's a talented dude, and he can definitely handle Carrasco. I would say, unless Gardner has a history against Carrasco, and he Clint can handle anyone. <laughs> I mean, he's got the bat speed to handle any velocity. Legendary bat speed. He's got that going. For him. Oh, trust me, we'll get into what Clint can be in the off season. But right, <laughs> yeah. right, right now, right now, Focus on now, <laughs> right now, I, right now, I'm just so I haven't, I, uh, I have a friend, right, and I told, I, I told her, hey, if the Yankees get eliminated, because I, I told her the story about how I've been waiting 11 years for a championship. And because uh, it's been 11 years since 2009 for a uh, championship. And I said, if we lose again, because every year I get my hopes up. If we lose again, you're going to have to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> and, she, and she said, OK. You see, I'm not there this year simply because it's such a weird season. Like, I'm going to be pissed. I just can't wait another year. I can't do it. I can't like, wait. Next next year, I'll be where you are. But um. Another thing, well, I'll get to the second part of um, Max, Max's question. Um, can anyone stop the Dodgers in the National League? Yes. My answer is hesitantly going to be yes. Hesitantly. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you I, why. I have two reasons here. All right. Well, first, we've seen the Dodgers issues in the postseason before. And it's never a talent thing. It's just mental. I mean, they just they, do some dumb shit. They find a way. To not go all the way, always, and it sucks. I, I genuinely feel bad for them, and it's like that's still in the back of my mind. But on to something more factual, at least. Um, the Padres. I mean, if they get because we were re- talking about this today, supposedly there there's a chance Clevenger might actually start his um game three for the um Padres, and they have Lamette coming back expectedly. So if those two are back in that rotation. I think they can absolutely take care of the Dodgers. I do. But if any of those guys are not there for the Dodgers series, if they even get to play the Dodgers at least, I don't think they have any chance. But I, know they, exa- yeah, I know exactly. I know exactly who could beat the Dodgers. And you're going sp- to spit out your drink. Don't say it. I know who you're going to say. I know exactly who you're going to say. Because I said I love this team going into the offseason. Let's see if I'm right. Go. The Cincinnati Reds. I knew it. I knew it. I said. You've got three ace pitchers. You've got Mike Moustakis. Castellanos has been in a slump, but he still can rake, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Someone was calling me. Someone's an (laughs) asshole. All right. They got Eugenio Suarez. They got, you know, Joey uh, Joey Votto. I mean, come on now. So you've you've got all these all these bats, and you've got three ace pitchers. They can take them down. I'm telling you. Although, yeah, I mean, their bullpen's been a problem. We said, well, I said at least going into the um, season, I see the Reds as a as a sleeper in that division. They're a dark horse. Yeah, they are. And although I don't think they have any chance against the Dodgers personally, I'll be honest. Not because of their rotation, obviously. Their rotation is dominant and it can match up against anyone. Oh, there's a dude here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. You continue while I uh, Yeah, go do your thing. <laughs> um, it's about the offense because the Reds, they have struggled offensively all year. They have a 212 average as a team 
to 12. That is the worst in all of baseball, and that's not even an exaggeration. Their OPS actually could be worse, but it's not good by any means. 715, and they got a uh, 403 slugging percentage, which I'm pretty sure is yeah, that's not the that's not the lowest, but pretty low. I mean, just going across their team, they got some pop, which is why the slugging percentage isn't like horrible. Joey Votto has 11 homers this year. Winkler has um, a Winker has 12. Castellanos has 14, and Suarez has 15. So you know what? You got good pop there, but you gotta be careful because those bats could go quiet very easily, as the stats show. And you're counting on those pitchers. Because Trevor Bauer, of course, is the ace of that rotation with a 1.73 ERA this year, one of the best pitchers out there. Castillo's really good. Sonny Gray is someone that's been really awesome to be in there. And that's obviously annoying. But yeah, I mean, the Reds, they got a good team. I just don't think they can beat the Dodgers because of that offense. But you know what? Time will tell, and maybe they'll surprise me. I would love for that to happen because I love the Reds. Oh, man. Tom's back. And he's back. <laughs> Good. I, I had a yeah, lot <laughs> that guy was the spitting image of Giants general manager Dave Gettleman. Huh. He was spitting image. Nice guy, though. Nice guy. Nice guy. Okay. It wasn't Dave Gettleman. It's actually my neighbor. But we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss that. All right. I heard what you said. I kept my earbuds in while my microphone was muted. I heard what you said about the Reds' offense. Gotcha. Uh, Listen, their outfield defense is a little shaky, but uh, and their bullpen's a little shaky. But really, if we're going, if you're choosing a team to take down the Dodgers, that like that's the one specific criteria. I think it has to be them because they've got three of the best pitchers in baseball all going well, and they have a good offense. And like, if if the, their pitchers pitch up to their potential, that then you know the Dodgers. With their propensity to choke, I think I think they're the team that can take them down. You know what? It's a bold pick for sure. You know, my thing it's with bold, the Padres, yeah, for sure. You know, is the fact that they're so they're very balanced in comparison mm-hmm. because they have such a good rotation. I like I like but, them a lot. Of course, and you look at the bats. Um, you got Machado having an awesome year. Will Myers is actually having a good year. Profar is okay. Tatis is Tatis. I mean, you go across, you have a lot of good names there, a lot of good talent, and. They're, think about the defense in that infield. I mean, you got Machado. Ta- too. <laughs> I know. You got Machado and Tatis on the left side. And then mm-hmm. you got freaking Hosmer at first base with a freaking vacuum. You can say what you want about Hosmer, but the dude's a great defender at first base. There's no denying it. And really, the way they built their team. You got Mitch Borland, too. Yeah. And he's, he's obviously also a great defender. So the way they built their team, they have good defense, solid lineup, and mm-hmm. they have a bench that could match up well with a lot of different pitching. Their rotation yeah. is really awesome. And they just need to get healthy. And they, they need their pitching right. health. Pitching health is vital. Ooh, Byron Buxton with a base hit. I'm watching. Uh, right now, the Yankees haven't the Yankees haven't released their lineup just yet. But and so we're just we're just chilling watching uh, Twins uh, Astros here. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, the Padres are a really good team. You know, if they if they get if if the rumor about Clevenger coming back is true and he's actually pitching full strength as well as Lament, then yeah, they're the second team that I think can beat the Dodgers. Yeah, I definitely agree. Other uh, than that, other than that, no. Other than yeah. that, nobody else. 
no no Braves because they don't have the starting pitching. No to the Cubs because they can't hit right now. No to the Cardinals because I have the Cardinals just uh, they're okay. But yeah, it's either it's either the Padres or the Reds because they have very strong kind of strengths. Their strengths are better are like the strengths are what they what you want in a championship caliber team. You know, it's good rotation, good offense, stuff like that. Yada yada yada. I don't know what I'm saying, but just help help me out. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much sums up that conversation, honestly, for um, Max's question. Thanks, thanks again, Max, for sending that in. Always appreciate it. Can't Follow him on Twitter. He he has yeah. his own. I believe he has his own podcast. Check that one out. I don't Max. know the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too, but it's okay. Max Greenfield, man, awesome dude. But um, next question. All right, this is from our boy Bobby Malone. Tom, you want to read this one? How much rope do they give Sanchez? I mean, my thing with this is Sanchez is a guy. We talked about this a little bit earlier. He's obviously who they counted on as the catcher going into the, into the season, and that changed very quickly as he did absolutely nothing for this team offensively. With that said, I it come to they accept, although I don't think it's all this at all. But he has been quite a bit unlucky this year. There's no denying it. For sure. To clarify, I think he still has sucked this year. <laughs> but he oh, he's still. I don't think anyone can deny that. You cannot be that unlucky that you're this bad. But with that said, I do not think he's also this bad. I think he's a little bit better than this for sure. I mean, he's been hit. His 165 batting average on balls in play is like, it's one of the worst of all time. I mean, it's like yeah. top 20. I mean, in this the, year. The issue, the, the issue is that the rarity that was Gary Sanchez putting the ball in play for the most part of the season. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he wasn't, he wasn't making contact with the baseball. 40% strikeout rate at one point. You are absolutely right. And um, we saw that strikeout rate go down a bit towards the end of the season. We saw some better at bats, but even then mm-hmm. he, it, he felt like even when he was making hard contact, he was just all out still. It was, you know. Yeah, he just missed the grand slam. The shortstop for the Marlins, Chisel, made a great play on him. Yep. Every it's time like contact, man. Someone catch the ball, finds the glove. It's, it sucks. Yeah, it's it's definitely a mixture. I think Max Kepler just ran to first base on a three on a two two pitch. Uh, he, it was a ball. What? Yeah. What the, are we sure that was ball four? No, he's, he's he just came back. He said, "My bad." Oh, okay, okay. Oh my God, I was like, "What the hell?" All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's this is bad podcasting by me, Re- <laughs> reacting to a game. I'm just like, "What?" That's just one of those things where you don't see every day. Uh, you know, glad to see the Twins are focused here. God. <laughs> but but yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Gary, make more contact with the baseball, hit more homers, and we'll love you. That sums that up, honestly. There's not too much yes. more to say outside of what see what Hickey does and let's and if he earns it, if he gets if he has good at bats tonight, I expect to see more of him and rightfully so. It's whoever earns it, as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, uh Gary actually had a pretty solid walk rate, I believe, this year. I believe it was like at twelve percent last time I checked. He can walk, but you know, hit the ball. Hit the ball. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. You know, remember we were talking about the stats on like the meatball percentage where he wasn't where he was getting pitches down the middle and he was like fouling them off and swinging through them. It was like, yeah. whoa, it's just like 
If this, if I will say, I expect Gary to be a Yankee next year. If this happens again next year, where he can't hit a fastball down the middle, done. I can't. I, you can't. You can't. You can't continue. I'm, with honest, that. I'm not quite sure, honestly, but we'll talk about that in the off-season preview. Oh, that's an off-season video yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Next question, then. This is from at Judge to Stanton. Nice guy. Talk to him quite a bit on Twitter. Cool dude. Anyway, um, he's asking about Andujar. He's asking if I we thought he was left off the postseason roster due to the Yanks maybe not wanting teams to see his inconsistencies. Because if he struggles on the bigger stage, that will potentially lower his trade value. Um, I personally think that's probably overthinking it a bit. I, I could be wrong. I certainly could be. I'm not sure what's going through Cashman's head. But um, I think he's simply leaving him off the roster because where are <laughs> they don't want to put him in the field at all. We know that. Ford, at least, you could stick him at first base if something happens. Whatever God knows what. Maybe you want to give Void a day off his feet for some reason. You think Ford's a good matchup for some reason. But with that said, I don't think Ford is good at all. I don't like him on the bench. Personally, I would have put Anduar there, in my opinion, because maybe they want the lefty bat. It's the only thing I could possibly think of with them putting Ford there. But um, I don't like it. I really don't. I think it's I a bad decision. I think I've cracked it. I think I have cracked it. Why, why Mike Ford is here? Yeah, Quick, simple, simple question. Would you rather have Mike Ford hitting, or would you rather have Tyler Wade hitting? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would have to hesitantly say Ford, but <laughs> I think I think Ford has earned the benefit of the doubt there, just because we we know he can at least walk. You know, yada yada yada. He can run into one, hit all. Does Wade have more homers than? Ford this year because I feel like he does. Ford? No, actually, Ford's got like three, and then Wade, Wade had like two. Damn it! But I was to say I, I didn't remember Ford hitting many homers. I remember like Ford. Ford had a lot of had a lot of bad luck as well this year. He, he oh. kind of fell. He kind of fell into the Gary category. Bad Babbitt. Guess what? I what? was right. What's up? Wade has three homers. Ford has two. Oh shit! I got it. I got it mixed up then. Wow! I remember he Ford hit one against. Baltimore and Boston. Those were the yeah, I, I remember the the Baltimore one. He got off to a decent start early, but that, that's not the point. That's not the point. I'm trying to finish <laughs> the point here. If uh, I think we can all agree that even though Wade out Homer Ford this year, yeah. <laughs> uh, that Ford is probably the guy you want up. And if Voight, say Voight, Voight's foot injury is so bad that at one point he has to get taken out of the game, yeah, yeah. You you either have the option of putting Tyler Wade at second base and DJ at first, or Ford at first base with DJ remaining at second, and you're pro- and you're probably gonna want the bat more than the glove usually. It depends on where we are in the game, but yeah, definitely. And, and in the lineup too. Say we're down by one run, right? Yeah. And we need to squeeze, and like Voight's spot is up the next inning. You're gonna want you're gonna want Voight, uh, Ford over uh, Wade. It's tough for me, honestly, because I have become to learn that speed kills. And if Ford was just hitting close to average, he just close to average, I would mm. totally say Mike Ford should be hitting over Wade in any scenario. But simply just because of Wade's speed alone, even when he doesn't make hard contact, you can see scenarios where he gets on base. And when he gets on base there's a chance he can force an issue where he's going to get himself in the scoring position by stealing very easily. He's so fast. Like, 
I would honestly consider having Wade bat over Ford. Because crazy as it might sound, but with Ford, the one thing you do get when he's right at least, you're going to have a lot of walks, a good on-base percentage, and good at-bats. And that's one yeah. thing that the Yankees might be keeping in mind because they're going to want to work these pitchers. So if Ford Ooh. has that, he can work I think, I think you're going to like this. What? I think you're going to like this, oh, wait, my friend. Is... So? I'm scared. I a Ford deep dive. I've got a fun Ford fact for you. Wow, say that five times fast. Uh, uh, Mike Ford is in the seventh per- percentile in sprint speed. Seventh. Yikes. Now, what I will say, though, his exit velocity is above average. His barrel percentage was above average. He has a below-average launch angle, and that is what killed Mike Ford this year. He's hitting the ball on the ground. Oh. Huh. Yes. Now, his, his, his metrics actually weren't good. His explosive was bad. Everything was bad because he was hitting the ball on the ground. And, you know, fat guy running the first base on ground balls, not happening, my friend. Not yeah. happening. Uh Ooh, Tyler Wade's sprint speed is 80.80 percentile higher in the 87th percentile. He was also in the 81st percentile in outs above average, so he's actually playing good defense. Oh, I, I knew that. He he's had a really good year on defense. Actually, again, if he was just hitting, even if he bat like 250, I would take. Wow, well, Ford. Given, I mean, yeah. Wade Wade has been a better hitter than uh, Ford. Wow. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. Holy, holy shit. He's got an 11% walk rate, too. 11.4% walk rate. Uh, I think I'd bat him over Ford, honestly. I do. Jesus. His ex-Woba is actually a few points higher than Ford, which is crazy. His expected batting average is 243. I mean, if he hit 243 in a season, I would take it. I'm going to say that. Uh, you know, wow. He, he had one barrel this year. Congratulations, Tyler. <laughs> One barrel. Uh, he had four last year. He's got to get the. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Decent. He's got a decent launch angle too. I don't. Uh, just. Just hit the ball harder. Really is the goal for Tyler. Wow, we're gonna have a Tyler Wade explosion next year. Apparently. Oh, that'd be that would be amazing. <laughs> he's gonna have to come in and play shortstop right now. But, but um, we're done. We're done with Glaber talk. Yeah, but back to the original question. Um about Andujar, um, I don't think that it had anything to do with trade value. I just think it's the Yankees have their own way of thinking in this scenario, and um, clearly they did not think he was the guy to go with. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe next series or in a different series they decide, hey, I think he might be a good matchup against a few different pitchers, so why not bring him up? I definitely could see that happening. So it'll be wait and see on him. I, I definitely don't think – there's a, no chance we see him throughout the whole postseason. Can you, do me, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Do you see, you're watching this Twins game with me. Yes. Do you see Miguel Sano literally standing directly behind uh, Eddie Rosario as as Granke is throwing the pitch? Mm. He's standing so close. I didn't see. I've never seen a, a batter in the, batter, in the uh, on deck circle Right behind the action like this. Oh, yeah. You need to see this. That's crazy, man. Look at this. Look at this. All right, I'm done. 
bad podcasting once again. My my apologies. The ADHD drives me nuts. All right. But let's move on to the third question. I believe it's the fourth. <laughs> you're look you're looking for it? No, I said it's the fourth. <laughs> Oh really? But, um, Wait, what, what were what were the three? Gary, Gary? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. The next. Do we, do we even do this next question? Or... What was it? Who are the Yankees? Yes, I just, I he he wrote that as a joke, right? Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it in a philosophical way. I okay, go for it. Who are the Yankees? Are they? power hitting team are they an on-base team that can get a big hit a, a single are they a homer team the, well the answer is who are the yankees is they are a team that's been stretched thin unfortunately and they have a strong top two in their rotation they have a one of the best lineups in baseball when they are healthy and right and they've got a good bullpen it's not a great bullpen anymore due to Ottavino not being living up to the contract and Canely being dead this year. Yes. What I will say is who are the Yankees? The Yankees are good. Thank you. (laughs) My answer is quite simple. The Yankees are your 2020 world series champs, man. That is my answer. That is my optimistic answer. You're going to end up on old takes exposed. If this goes wrong, you know what? If I'm exposed, so be it. But I'm being optimistic. I'm happy. I, I think this team's got a good shot. So let's see what happens. But um, That's right. Expose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm right. sorry. I'm a weird guy. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are on to the fifth question. Thanks for having my back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm keeping it real here. I'm, I'm just <laughs> excitable. All right. Oh, yeah. We are on to the question from Dan <laughs> Rourke. This dude is awesome. I love his content on Yankees Avenue. Go follow him on YouTube and check out his accounts on social media, Yankee Avenue. Dan Allen Rourke. All right. His question is, do you think Masahiro Tanaka will continue his history of postseason success? And my answer is quite simple. Yes. Why would he not? This dude has been a dominant force in the postseason going you back can't... to what first got him. You can't spell hero without Masahiro. Absolutely, dude. I, I, we have not seen this dude have a bad postseason yet. And there's no reason to think that's going to change yet. Because, I mean, really, he's having his, the best year of his career in a long time. Like, when's the last time he had a year this good? Like, 20, I don't know, maybe 2016 or something? It, it's been a while since he had a year like that. He's good. He's good. He's I like certain- Tanaka. Yeah, he's looking great, man. I think it'd be foolish to bet against him for sure. He's just and one of those guys you trust. It's like, I, yeah, I trust yep. him as much as anyone. It's like, hey, this guy, this guy can be like your pretty average. He's like, it's like the Yankees' like version of like Eli Manning. It's like this guy's gonna be a pretty decent regular season quarterback. And then in the playoffs, the dude freaking became like his brother, Peyton Manning, and just, and just let one, two Super Bowls. It's like, whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This mother, this guy turns it on when you need him the most. And I feel like that's it's kind of talk. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of analytics people might argue certain things about that. But, you know, Tanaka 
good pitcher in the regular season and he's a good pitcher in the postseason. Maybe he's just a good pitcher. I don't know. I don't know. Just just a thought. Just a good pitcher. And uh, yeah. Uh, I love you, Masahiro, and my answer to that is yes, especially going against an Indians lineup that really doesn't have too much going for it right now besides Ramirez. Yeah, I don't see how Tanaka honestly comes out of that game struggling, to be quite honest with you, because this is this Indians team really, they match up really bad against Masahiro in particular. I mean, yeah, Masahiro does give up some home runs, of course, but with that said, his home run rate has definitely gone down a little bit this year, right? I haven't checked the numbers on it, but I, I'd be shocked if it's the same as previous years. I feel like it's definitely lower. Let me see. And even the um, Indian as a whole, they don't give up hard contact. Really. I mean, they, they don't have much hard contact. What is hard contact? Oh, shit. wow, that's a bang, bang play. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I appreciate Sano running hard. Oh, he's yo, out. he's busting he's, it. He's out. He's out. Yep. Just, mi- just head first slide, my friend. Head first slide. No, I'm kidding. That's only Guardy. Yeah, I have no opinion on this game whatsoever. Oh, wow. Tanaka's home run rate is actually higher than previous years, surprisingly. It, it does not feel like it. Hmm. Homers are usually not ideal, but yeah. Whatever. But you know what? With, even so... <laughs> that kind of destroys that point, but even so, the Indians are not really a strong offensive team, and Masahiro Tanaka knows how to take advantage of those kind of teams. Like he rarely gets hard hit. He doesn't get smashed against the good teams. Like him facing a team like the Indians, he does. He he could not have his best stuff, which does happen sometimes, and he will be able to get through this lineup fairly easily. The times where he struggles, he has no control. He's wild. His his stuff is just not there, and then you have the big teams that have a lot of offensive talent doing damage, but this team doesn't have much offensive talent outside of Ramirez and Lindor. I mean, Carlos Santana, yeah, he's a really good hitter. And they have a couple other guys that are good hitters, but they're not necessarily having good years. So with that said, um, I don't see him or Cole, hopefully having any trouble with this offense. So, Oh no, don't say that. Keep it real. Keep it real. No, I, I, we're going to end up on old takes exposed. (laughs) Come on though. Like, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You know, the, the numbers are in our favor in terms of our best pitchers going against their lineup. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I know for, for real because the, the Indians just don't have much offense at all. The reality is, although this is a team I wanted to avoid, mainly because of their pitching, if the Yankees' offense can just be decent, score a few runs, I mean – we should be okay, quite honestly. We don't need to dominate and score 10-plus runs, although it would be ideal, but we definitely don't need to do that against them unless mm. the Indians magically wake up and all those horrible hitters in that lineup somehow figure out a hit again because I think half that lineup was batting under 200. Imagine a half a lineup of Gary Sanchez's. Think about that. Yeah, it's just like... I think I think this this three game set's gonna be low scoring for the most part. I think the Yankees have more firepower though, so that's why I picked the Yankees to win this series. Honestly, I think we can sc- scrape one out against Bieber. I think we can scrape one out against Carrasco or please Zach or whoever the hell else we have to face. And I just you know they're they're the Cleveland's offense has not been good all year. Uh, they that's. That's about it. That's all, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, 
let's 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 beat those guys. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next question. Um, Tom, you can take this one. Uh, damn. Bad time to forget how to read, huh? All right. Where where are we? Where are we? The last uh, one. The last one. The Justin Diamond one. Yeah. Ooh, our last question. Wow. Holy crap. I pulled the Nolan Wilson. Wow. Uh, from Justin Diamond. How comfortable are you with the bullpen as in being, as we being playoff baseball? I think he means as now that we're in the playoffs, how, how comfortable are we with the bullpen? What I will say is that I would be a lot more comfortable with if Tommy Canley was here. Totally. Tommy Canley is a huge blow. Huge blow. Huge blow. Big Eagles fan. Go Giants. <laughs> no, but but yeah, you got Green, Britt, and Chapman, and that's a great final final three. But we're in a series. We're in a, a playoff format now. We're for format, not format. Format where uh, there are no days off if we win the this uh, best of three series. There are no days off. So are we gonna throw the our best relievers every game? And you know. Losing Canley just thinned it out, and Brian Cashman didn't know about the expan- uh, the playoff scheduling before the trade deadline, so he didn't make a trade for any uh, relief pitchers. And, and now uh, here, yeah. and that's a big concern. So I'm kind of concerned. I think when the good pitchers pitch, we'll be fine. I think, but will our good pitchers be available available every every time out? I would say the bullpen is probably my largest concern, honestly. Um, I mean, Agdia, like you said, Chad Green, um, Brenton, and Chapman are all the guys you trust. But outside of that, there's a lot of issues you're going to have. I mean, Adam Adovino, I think he's probably the X factor of this bullpen. I mean, you, you're probably going to live and die on him because if he's struggling, you really your bullpen's not going to have the depth it needs. But if he's performing the way you hope, then you suddenly have four really good pitchers in that bullpen and you have hopefully at least guys like Luis Sessa stepping up who he had a good year last year and this year I mean he has a 3.32 ERA this year over 21.2 innings pitch so I'm I'm pretty I'm not gonna say I'm comfortable with him necessarily but I can I can see he can get the job done and you go beyond him you got guys like Jonathan Holder who are okay despite having some horrible games and hopefully you can avoid using those guys as much as possible because like we talked about earlier the Yankees starting pitchers can actually give length now. You know, these are all guys that have given length and have shown the ability to do it, not just in the past, but this year. So I think the Yankees are going to hope and pray those starting pitchers do what they do, and they go from there and hope the bullpen doesn't get stretched out too thin. Correct, Amundo. So I have a theory on how to avoid bullpen fatigue. Here's my theory. Win 14 in a row. There we go. Yankees are the champions. I just need. I just felt like saying that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a weird guy. Weird guy. Weird Tom is. Weird Tom. Weird Tom is at it again. Yep. I'm working on it. But uh, I do think the point you made earlier is so important to think about because if the Yankees knew that the season, the post, the, the can't talk, the postseason schedule, yeah, <laughs> was gonna be the way it was. 
I definitely think Brian Cashman would have made a trade because he would have. Archie Bradley to. got traded for nothing, man. We could have used Archie Bradley. Of course, because if it's just a regular format, they can probably figure it out because you expect Garrett Cohen probably Tanaka to give a decent amount of length. So it's like, oh, okay, with the, with the off days, you know, we'll, they'll be able we'll be able to piece this together. But yep. without that now, it becomes a lot more difficult, and you're gonna you're hoping you're banking on every single starting pitcher. At least giving five innings every game, at least. And you, realistically, you need more out of the big guys. But just overall, you need an average of five innings, at least. That's what you're banking on. And I, I said, don't like that. Wait, what? I, I, I do have something to say. I, yeah, yeah, go. I'm extremely concerned that Rob Manfred just killed some arms. I'm, I'm extremely concerned. Yeah, you know what? You might be right. We're gonna. That's definitely something to look at as well. I yeah, I think because these innings are all so high stress, and you and they need those days off, not just for the travel, but you know to kind of mentally and physically kind of get a blow. <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> We're talking about it. But you know what I'm saying? They they, they need to, they need to get a blow. They need to get they need to get time off to just relax and not. You know, play baseball when you're playing for a championship here. You know, every pitch you throw, every out is so important. That's why we're get going crazy about Glaber's defense, because if he's giving away free outs, that might kill us. You are absolutely right. You could be more right, really. I mean, every out is so important in the postseason. You really cannot afford to let Glaber do those kind of things. You can't afford the bullpen to you know, get totally destroyed because you need to con- continuously use guys like, let's say, I can totally see them overusing someone like Chad Green very yeah. easily because he's a multi-inning guy and they're going to see him as, oh, you know what? He's pretty stretched out. He's able to give length consistently. So let's use him, use him every time we need to bridge the gap between the um, the starter and the big two at the end, Britton and Chapman. And you know what? That can work for a little while, but eventually if he gets gassed, it is going to look very bad. It will come back to bite you in the ass this year and possibly beyond that. So the Yankees have to be very careful in monitoring those innings. But with that said, the Yankees are, have always been overly cautious with their relievers. They never overwork them. Well, they very rarely do, at least. So with that said, I do think that I wouldn't be too worried about that particular concern, at least with the Yankees. But with other teams in baseball, yeah, I can definitely see it com- coming back because look at like Chapman when he was on the Cubs. Look how much they he got overused there. Right? Yeah, that was, and that's a regular seat all, on postseason too, a regular schedule. And imagine a pitcher in that kind of scenario now, where there's just no off days. It would be such a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just not a, it's not a good idea. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's gonna hurt someone. Somebody's gonna get hurt, and you know. It better not be one of the Yankees. That's what I'll say, or else I might, I might, I might, I might go nuts. I, I, I mean, we just lost Canley. I can't lose Chad Green. I can't lose Zach Britton. I can't lose all the Chapman. I'm sorry. We cannot lose literally any relievers. Otherwise, we are. If one of the big three get hurt, we're in big trouble. Yeah. Unless we get extremely lucky and Loisaga becomes a god or something, or Nick Nelson comes out of nowhere. Honestly, if anything, our biggest hope. I would say this is a big thing, a big X factor possibly here, aside from Montevino, Jordan Montgomery. I mm. can definitely see him 
saving this bullpen a bit because obviously he's stretched out. He can give plenty of innings. And he said himself, he thinks when he goes to the bullpen, his velocity is going to take up a little bit. And let's say you have a lefty Monty coming out throwing 95 plus and he's looking really good and he can give length, of course, like I said. That's going to cover quite a few innings between him and, let's say, Chad Green, where you can balance that out a little bit more. You can mix and match a little bit. I mean, who knows, though, because starting pitchers going into bullpen rolls can be a mess sometimes. Some don't, don't know how to handle it, but if he can handle it, it, the Yankees bullpen looks a lot better, at least. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. But there's at least some possible upside in this bullpen. However, mm. you can't bet on that, though. You can't expect that to happen. You're hoping it happens. Absolutely. The last point I have to make about the no off days is the fact that if this were like, if this were like, uh, you know, if we, if this were a video game and we can turn off the uh, the injuries and turn off the fatigue on paper, it's a great idea. I haven't because it's the most realistic simulation of baseball. Baseball is meant to be played pretty much every day, yada yada yada. But you can't you can't do it in when you're when your whole season's on the line and you're throwing high stress innings every day. So that ends my point on that. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? There's one more topic that I have. There's yeah. Yeah. To, we'll, we'll and that, that would be a uh, game three starter. Cause Davey versus hat. Ah, yes. We didn't touch on that yet. Who you got. Got to go with hat here. Just, I like Davey. I got, I think, I think you could just kind of piece it together in a way. I think like, Say you bring if say you start Hap doesn't work out with Hap, shit just go on go use Davy because yeah. if, if we if we're playing a game three our season's on the line here that's where Monty can come in too. I would say this if I'm the Yankees I base it on this. Who do you think out of the pen at least who do you see adjusting better to that role because I I care more about whether or not let's say you bring Davy out of the bullpen. Does he know how to handle that kind of situation? Is he going to be a mess coming out because he's never been been there before? Like, look at someone like Clark Schmidt the one time we used him out of the pen. Absolute mess. And he said Never done it before. Yeah, because he's never done it before. It's a totally different atmosphere, and pitchers are such, such a routine-oriented creatures. They're creatures of habit. So, with that said, Hap is someone I feel like might be able to adjust out of the pen better. So, if they planned on doing a piece-it-together kind of game, then maybe I'd consider starting Garcia, or at the very least, I'd understand the logic of it. So it's very mm. interesting. I could see it going either way, honestly. But if I had to guess, I would probably say Hap, and I would probably go with Hap. But I can see the argument for either with that reasoning in mind. For sure. I think, you know, remember game two of the ALCS last year, Hap came in and threw a few good innings out of the bullpen. So it, he's, exactly. done it. he's done was, it in I the playoffs. That's what I'm thinking of, honestly. Yeah, so... Probably, like, I would probably start Hap because I think he's got a better shot here. But and but what? But if they chose Davey and then decided to have, you know, I don't think there's like a necessarily a wrong kind of way to do this. Because if if it's game three and Hap or Davey or Monty or whoever whoever starts game falls into a little bit of trouble, we're trying to save our season here. So so really, I don't think it matters too much. Now, in the ALDS, I think it might matter a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So look at me. Look at me saying something smart for once. But you know what? We got to get there. So we got to hope that the Yankees yeah. get their way through the series. And 
face whoever in the division series. I'm hoping they can make it. I think they will make it, honestly. I have faith in this team, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, a lot of ups and downs, obviously. And next time we talk, um, it'll probably be to either talk about how we lost the series or we'll be reviewing this the series and recap and um, previewing the next one. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Is there anything else? I'm all good, and hopefully next episode we will have Eddie back. Um, he had a lot of stuff going on in general, so hopefully he will be ready for the next episode. I'm excited to have him back, get his insight on all this. Mm-hmm. I have only one final question. Yes. Should Tyler Wade start over Giancarlo Stanton tomorrow? No. <laughs> Today, I mean. <laughs> that Joel Sherman tweet was uh, quite something. I heard about it. I didn't, I didn't see it, but did he actually say that? He suggested putting Wade over Giancarlo and having someone else, de- de- something like that, uh, just for defensive purposes. I think he, it just, wow. That's absolutely mind-boggling. I don't have the energy to pull up the tweet. I'll get too mad. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, okay, well, on that note, I guess we will end it. This has been great as always. Thank, thank you to everyone for the questions, and I'm looking forward to the next episode of the Yankee Center podcast. And until next time, Tom, goodbye. I'll see you next time, all right? I'll see you later on uh, our next episode. It's probably going to be uh, <laughs> our hearts broken or us going crazy about whoever we're playing in the ALDS. Absolutely. Until uh, then, see Looking you. forward to it. Yep, Bye, see everybody. you later. Peace out. Go Yanks!